Live from San Diego, California, we go live to the newsroom with your host for Nick's Nerd. Before we get in to this week's episode, I, I just want to I, I want to talk about the passing of Stan Lee, which, which happened after I recorded. And, you know, the world lost a legend. The comics industry lost an icon. A lot of people's favorite heroes are, are Stan Lee creations. I mean, Marvel Comics exists because of him. I, I mean, Spider-Man, the Fantastic Four, the Hulk. The, these are amazing characters that, that we all know and, and grew up with. And, and let, let's not forget the amazing things he he did and contributed and he was he was just a amazing human being he will be missed luckily we'll get um a, a few more cameos of him so we're we're not losing him completely just yet but i'll talk about it more on next week's episode just about stanley but i i just wanted to call to attention his passing and and i didn't want to just leave anything unsaid but I, I will leave it with with uh, honestly one of his most powerful quotes and and that is with great power comes great responsibility and if anyone wielded that and lived by that it w- it was Stanley so let's just have a, a moment of silence here but before we get in into the the meat of this week's episode hello and welcome to Nick's Nerd News now we get to this week's top stories. Well, everyone, we're back with another week, another episode, and I mean, XO, or Microsoft's uh, extra-long Inside Xbox was this past weekend. Uh, They also celebrated all things Xbox in Mexico City, hence the XO title. We also had a bit of news concerning Disney's new streaming service, and and some other things. But but first, I want to get into what for some reason I didn't mention at all last week. We finally got the full list of games coming to the PlayStation Classic, you know, Sony's take on the uh retro console like like Nintendo's NES Classic and Super NES Classic. But uh the the full list was announced and that was uh so on top of what we already knew like Metal Gear Solid, Final Fantasy 7, and uh, what was it, Ridge Racer and Tekken 3. The full list now consists of Battle Arena Toshinden, Cool Borders 2, Destruction Derby, Final Fantasy 7, The Original Grand Theft Auto, Intelligent Cube, Jumping Flash, Metal Gear Solid, Mr. Driller, Oddworld Abe's Odyssey, Rayman, Resident Evil Director's Cut, Revelations Persona, so the original Persona game, Ridge Racer Type 4, Super Puzzle Fighter 2 Turbo, Siphon Filter, Tekken 3, Tom Clancy's Rainbow Six, Twisted Metal, and Wild Arms. And, and while I said in the beginning that uh, unless they announced a better games list, I, I was really not interested in the Play, PlayStation Classic. And they've gone ahead and, and actually put some things in here that have me extremely interested. For starters, yes, everyone loves you know the original Metal Gear, Final Fantasy 7, things like that. But Twisted Metal and Siphon Filter are two games that have me extremely hyped. Siphon Filter is one of the first like real shooter action-adventure type games that, that I can really, really remember. It, it's, it's 
something I always had fun playing, mainly because it was one of the first games to have like a taser, and if you tased uh, one of the bad guys, they'd actually light on fire. And I loved Siphon Filter so much that I ended up getting like all three of them that released on the original PlayStation. And I I know they had ones come out for PS2, but at that point I'd kind of moved on from from games like that in, in a way. But the original Siphon Filter just... I don't even remember if I ever got anywhere really in it. I just... That's one game that always stands out to me forever essentially it will always stand out to me for how for how awesome it was and 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 that's that's really cool to me that they're putting a game like this i i still have my original copy of of it in my like little uh case of games from my from the playstation era so i mean e- even if i wanted to i could just boot up my original playstation and play it but i think i'm really going to look into getting the playstation classic also with twisted metal a game that uh, you know when you think of destruction derby type games, you always think, always think of of Twisted Metal, especially with Sweet Tooth in his sadistic uh, uh, ice cream truck with a flaming clown head on top. Like nothing beats Twisted Metal. Always awesome soundtrack, just extreme premise and like ridiculous, ridiculous vehicles to 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 roll around in on that game. And that this is a, a really good good. Uh, game to to include because when you think of PlayStation, you you think of Twisted Metal, like actual honest to god PlayStation games. You think of Twisted Metal. Rainbow Six is a nice addition, uh, the original to go along with all this. The original Persona, which is funny because uh, what Persona Five just came out was it last year? No, that's really cool. Odd World, I'm I'm kind of surprised at. I've I've always been a fan of the Odd World games, even Munch's Odyssey, which was on the original Xbox. That was actually one of the first original Xbox games I ever played. I I didn't own it, but I had a friend who had it. Always want to go play it there. People thought I was weird because that game's weird and kind of dumb, but I always had fun with it. But Abe's Odyssey, again, original PlayStation game, little different, not not as uh, not like Munch's, but more of a side scroller. And then the original Grand Theft Auto. Now, this is was made before they became Rockstar. It was a top-down, uh, bur- uh, top-down view game, and uh, was a little different than than what you'd normally expect from Grand Theft Auto. So, so don't go in here expecting it to be like like what you know of Grand Theft Auto. It's completely different. Again, it's it's top-down. Uh, it wasn't until Grand Theft Auto Three that we actually had the polygon effects uh, if if you will so so don't don't go in there thinking it's going to be 3d open world it's 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 not it's really not but but again this this is an awesome lineup that's coming out in december for a hundred bucks it's still pre-orderable from a lot of places oh also cool borders 2 i I guess i thought i had cool borders 2 but I, I guess I didn't. It's actually, I had Cool Borders 3 because I just remember 989 Studios, um, who also did Siphon Filter. But 989 Studios, uh, former San Diego game developer for Sony. But still, Cool Borders 2, awesome game for snowboarding enthusiasts, if you like that. Uh, di- different. It pretty much was like the original snowboarding game. Um, well, the second one, at least, because, you know, Cool Borders 2. Also, uh, as I mentioned earlier... Microsoft had their XO18 conference, which is pretty much just like a celebration of all things Xbox. Um, and they used their their monthly Inside Xbox show um, kind of as a platform. This time it was two hours, their longest show. 
And they actually announced a whole lot of different things uh, on top of some, some other previously known things. Uh, for starters, we got the uh, release date for the new Forza DLC, which is coming in December. Uh, it's called Fortune Island. Uh, it will in, it add, new, add new weather effects like thunder and lightning and the Aurora Borealis. Uh, it's going to have their longest mountain track, uh, mountain switchback track, which will be awesome for drifting. A lot of different cliffside races, things like that. So I'm, I'm sure having the multiple seasons and things like that will, will really shake things up for this, for this new, uh, new DLC that's coming. Also had uh, some news in regards regards to Game Pass. 16 new games are going to uh, Game Pass, which is, you know, uh, Microsoft's monthly game streaming service, essentially game streaming, 10 bucks a month. They're doing a deal right now that uh, if you've never signed up for Game Pass before, through the end of the holidays, you can actually get it your first month for a dollar. It's got already over 100 games, including every new Microsoft launch title on, on day of release. But... Uh, they actually added six games to that list. So PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds will be there starting this week. By the time this is published, it will already be up there. Uh, Hellblade Senua Sacrifice, which is from the newly acquired Microsoft Studio Ninja Theory, will be on Game Pass starting December 17th. The original Ori and the Blind Forest will be there on the 20th of December. Ori and the Will of the Wisps, the sequel to that game, uh, will be their launch day next, next year. Kingdom Duke Two Crowns will be available next December, after charge in January. Supermarket Shriek sometime next year. Void Bastards sometime next year. Pathologic 2 and Secret Neighbor and The Good Life, no dates. Uh, Thief of Thieves available now. Uh, Mutant Year Zero Road to Eden, which is more of like a turn-based tabletop game that's been made into a game, is available now. MXGP3 available on the 22nd of this month. Agents of Mayhem and Thomas Was Alone will also be available on those days. Hell, Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice alone is worth it, uh, if not PUBG, plus all the other games. Hellblade is supposed to be an amazing game. It finally came to Xbox this year after a year of exclusivity on on PlayStation 4, but that that's something that um, that's that's pretty awesome. Also, Crackdown 3 is finally coming out. It has an official release date of February 15th. It came with a new trailer, uh, two new trailers actually, one that was just full of Terry Crews goodness and the other for their new multiplayer system, which um, again, Crackdown 3 will be available in Game Pass at launch as well. But the multiplayer looks actually really cool. It's five on five in a completely 100% destructible environment. So that means no two games will play the same. I mean, some people will figure out a way to do some things, and it might get that way eventually. But in the beginning, no two things will play the same. Because in a fully destructible environment, especially with Crackdown's crazy antics, you can expect a whole lot of different uh, games and, and experiences to be had in, in multiplayer alone. I'm very excited for this. I loved the first two games. I, I know a lot of people didn't like the second one. I liked it a lot just because it... it uh, upped the ante on the zaniness of the first one. So, I, I mean, there, there's a lot going on there. What is this? Uh, all of the Final Fantasy 13 games will be backwards compatible, as well as the official announcement of all those other Final Fantasy games that were announced at that Switch thing a, a couple weeks back. Um, those are coming next year. We got some new trailers for Kingdom Hearts 3 that showed off some Winnie the Pooh-inspired minigames. A new trailer for Just Cause 4, as well as the announce that the tornado that was shown off will actually be part of 
the game all the time, just on different parts of the map. And also, every weapon has like a secondary fire option that uh, they, they can't talk about just yet. So that that's going to make that game be completely ridiculous. But some of the bigger, bigger news, um, Microsoft and Obsidian have officially joined together. Obsidian, you know, famous for making the Pillars of Eternity games, as well as uh, Fallout New Vegas and Knights of the Old Republic 2. Microsoft has said that they will allow them to act independently, and all they did was buy them and give them financial support. This isn't something where they're going to come in and say, you have to do this or you have to do that. Um, And also with that, uh, the studio In Exile, which is another RPG maker, was purchased um, or has joined the Microsoft Studios fold. And, and again, Microsoft said they're going to keep them independent. They're not going to merge them two to, the two of them together, even though they make similar games. And um, a lot of the staff worked together at an older studio uh, previously. But th- th- these are two great studios joining the Microsoft fold. And uh, keyboard and mouse support, which has been kind of been mold over over the last year or so is, is finally coming. I know they started it with war. Um, what was it? Uh, was it Warframe came to Warframe a couple weeks back in kind of a beta starting November 14th, which, uh, this week, um, day of publishing, usually, uh, Wednesdays, 14 titles will have mouse and keyboard support. They include bomber crew, Warface, children of Morda, minion master, Daisy. Warframe, as always, that already had it. Deep Rock Galactic, Warhammer, Vermintide 2, Moonlighter, Wargroove, Vigor, War Thunder, Exmorph, Defense, and Fortnite. And uh, Fortnite players can be assured that uh, if you are playing with mouse and keyboard, you will only be matched up with mouse and keyboard players. You will not be matched up with controller players, as that is um, a bit of contention, and obviously people playing on mouse and keyboard will, will be... Uh, will play a lot better and have a, uh, an advantage over over standard controller players. But on top of that, Razer, uh, the great peripheral maker, announced that uh, they will be the official partner of Microsoft for um, mouse and keyboard support, and they are making the first official keyboard, uh, uh, mechanical keyboard, for a console, built for a console from the ground up. And while they didn't have anything to show off just yet, they said to check back in uh, for CES in January, which is the Consumer Electronics Show where a lot of new technology is always announced. That will uh, will know more then. And then finally, uh, Microsoft is bringing back with ID at Xbox, which is kind of like their indie game uh, place. Like on the 360 where they had the Xbox Live Arcade and the always love Summer of Arcade, the Winter of Arcade is coming back this year. It's kind of a spin on, on Summer of Arcade, uh, which means that you'll get, uh, get like, I think it's discounts, or, like, they'll they'll heavily favor and push certain indie games uh, to the forefront so people can really find awesome gems like that. But that that's it from, from XO18. Some big things. Uh, what was really interesting is multiple times throughout the broadcast, they mentioned to... Uh, check back December 6th, I think it is, for the Game Awards. The Game Awards, um, always been a great place for, for big new announcements, uh, hosted by Jeff Keighley, and um, really great thing for the industry. But the Game Awards um, was was heavily pushed, so it, it, it will be interesting to see what might get announced at that, that night. In more awesome news, if you are a Switch player and still holding on to your original GameCube controller for Super Smash Ultimate, uh, 
excuse me, for Super Smash games in general. Uh, 8-Bit Eight Bit Doe, I, th I think that's how you say their name, is making a wireless adapter that works for all old Nintendo controllers, actually, to allow you the, the use of your old GameCube controllers. It actually comes out December 7th, just in time for Super Smash Ultimate. Um, and also, on top of that, YouTube is now available on the Nintendo Switch. So if you didn't know that, now you do. Uh, awesome news for Switch owners. Um, Spider-Man... Uh, second DLC, which is called Turf Wars, will be out November 24th, um, and it uh, was noted that you'll get to face up with one of uh, Superman's big villains, Hammerhead, so that that's interesting. Let me see here. Uh, Prima Games. If uh, any of you have ever purchased a strategy guide in the past, it was more than likely made by Prima Games, uh, industry stalwart for, what, over 20 years now, announced that they will be shutting down by the spring of next year. And... While I only own probably a handful of strategy guides, uh, mostly being uh, some of the Pokemon games, uh, the both Red Deads and, and some others, um, now that I think about it, the new Red Dead 2 one isn't even a Prima Games. It's actually made by Rockstar. So that's... Uh, anyway, the it, it's, it's almost interesting that with the rise of the internet, you've also seen the collapse of the strategy guide market because pretty much every every game you can just get info on the internet you can go find walkthroughs on YouTube I mean hell the only reason I bought the Red Dead one was because there was some awesome artwork in it and I knew not all that stuff would be online right away that I might need to to get up and running in the game but again while while this is a sad thing I I think it's mainly has to come down to the, the numbers and People probably just were not buying strategy guides anymore. I would remember just seeing stacks of them at GameStop and, and different stores. So again, with, with, with the internet and different wikias that people make online, you know, like a Wikipedia, but in, for games and YouTube, just doesn't make sense anymore. But uh, speaking of Red Dead, at, at, you know, I'm, I'm still having so much fun. It's the only game I'm playing right now. I, I of course, want to beat that before I get into anything else. But some awesome news out of Rockstar. Uh, they've shipped through, sold through 17 million copies, or sold in, excuse me, which means they've sold 17 million copies to retailers, uh, which is actually really funny because that's more in eight days than the original did in its first eight years. So it's it's telling that this game is very popular and, and people love it. Probably going to be the best-selling game of the year, which uh, in the last 10 years or so, the best-selling games have always been Call of Duty unless a Rockstar game is released. They also said that uh, there will be... The beta for Rock, uh, Red Dead Online should be out by the end of this month, end of November. But uh, I, I'm ready to give... Um, uh, like I said, I'm not 100% done, but but if I were to score it now, 10 out of 10. And and, and there's there's no question. 10 out of 10, amazing story. Having so much fun with it. I'm in Chapter 5. Uh, pretty much end of chapter five, so I'm about to get to the final chapter before the two epilogues. So that there's that, but but I will say one of the best missions I've played so far was in uh, it straddles chapter five, chapter six, and it's a mission with Sadie Adler. I, I I'm not gonna give too many spoilers because I I know a lot of people still haven't gotten there yet, but but I'm gonna give minor spoilers. I mean the game's been out almost three weeks. I I can talk about this stuff. But there's a mission with Sadie Adler uh, from St. Denis, and you get to drive, ride a hot air balloon, 
and there's a sequence near the end of the mission where you have to snipe uh, different members of the O'Driscoll's gang riding on horseback chasing Sadie while you're in the hot air balloon. And honestly, that's been my favorite mission so far. It, it's it's different than, than what you'd get in normal games. It's not something you'd expect out of a game that takes place in 1899 where you're in a flying vehicle taking out men on the ground. And it, it just, like I said, completely unexpected. So much fun. Uh, make sure you have enough dead eye for that. Otherwise, you're going to be you might be struggling a bit if you haven't uh, leveled up leveled up some of your skills uh, by the time you get there. Um, to to kind of round out some gaming news, uh, Sony actually released a new PS4 Pro without really telling anyone. Uh, it was found by Digital Foundry, who are the guys at Eurogamer that do a lot of tech tests and and um, graphics comparisons and things like this. Uh, so this is actually the third version. Um, it's about two to three decibels lower than last year's model, but in terms of uh, from the original, it's actually sixty-seven decibels uh, quieter than the original version of the PS4 Pro. Uh, still about uh, still a few decibels louder than the Xbox One X. Uh, they did they they gave it the distinction of being a quiet home console or, or something like that but but I, it's funny because i still hear people talking about playing like god of war red dead 2 other games and it sounds like uh i read these comments online even from people in in the game journalism business talking about how their ps4 pro sounds like it's about to take off for outer space but uh no th- this is a good thing because now people don't have to uh wear earmuffs to play uh graphically challenging games but if, if you don't already have a PS4 Pro, no word on if there's a way to update your original. But it, it looks like it has to do with changing out the... They used a different power um, power cable uh, for, for the new ones. It's uh, They switched to using like that figure eight shape like like all the consoles use nowadays instead of like a three-pronged one and and it had to had to do it was related to that that's what was causing the the breakdown but uh that's it for gaming news this week let's kind of move on to tv here's uh, here's something you probably won't hear me talk about a whole lot just just because it's i know a lot of people are fans i'm I'm not really but i i know it's a big deal uh if you're unaware rick grimes who most people just know anyway in pop culture because uh, there were a lot of memes about him from The Walking Dead and things like that. It was his last episode of the show last week, but they're actually going to do multiple TV films related to his story on AMC to kind of flesh that out, so that's interesting. A lot of people thought he was just leaving the show in general. Um, speaking of AMC shows, they're looking to make a feature film for Breaking Bad. No word on that yet or how that will work, considering Walter White is dead. Spoiler alert. But... For AMC shows, that's a lot of good news for people who are fans of those shows. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine has gotten an official uh, re- release release date. Do you call it a release date? Or premiere date for the sixth season, which is its first season on NBC. That's going to start January 10th at 9 p.m. That's a Thursday. Cannot fucking wait for that. Nine-Nine. Um, in terms of HBO shows, we got some news about that Watchmen show that I can't wait for. Watchmen, I love the movie. The graphic novel is probably hands down one of the best graphic novels of all time. If you think that's wrong, you you can go fuck yourself, really, because you're just going against the grain of pretty much everyone. I mean, colleges use it in English classes to teach. That's how fucking good it is. Um, but the HBO adaptation from Damon Lindelof, 
I remember I, me- I mentioned a while back that Jeremy Irons had been cast on the show. It's being reported that he's actually going to be playing an older version of Adrian Veidt or Ozymandias, who was sort of the... I don't, I don't really want to call him a villain in the original. He's not really a villain. He's not really a bad guy. He's just someone who is trying to save the world, in in, in essence, I, I guess you could say. Um... Which which makes sense that they'd have an older one because it is taking place about ten years or more after the end of the original graphic novel, which would put it in around ninety five or so. And if you've read or watched the movie, you, you you'd understand that Vite really isn't a bad guy more or less. But I mean, it's conflicting. I'll, I'll say that it's conflicting to see how they're going to portray him in this show. In sad news. The filming location for Westworld, also known as Paramount Ranch, which is where they filmed a, a lot of movies and westerns, was burnt down this weekend in the in the Woolsey Fire, which is currently ravaging Thousand Oaks and the surrounding area. And it's um, it it's 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 unfortunate that we have to have forest fires like this. And uh, you know, thoughts and prayers out to all the those who've lost their homes and had to evacuate and. And, and things like that, but uh, it's, it's unfortunate that something like this... Luckily, Westworld 3 was not filming at the time. Uh, they, they didn't have to evacuate the cast or anything like that, but um, that sadly, th- that burnt down. A piece of Hollywood history is, is lost forever, essentially. And it was in a, in a um, national park, so it was open to the public to see year-round, and, and we've lost something great. Also... In terms of the Arrowverse this week, Legends of Tomorrow, always great. It was funny as always. But but Arrow, I want to talk about Arrow for a second. Finally got Oliver interacting with the prison psychiatrist who was um, pretty much experimenting on Oliver in, in a way that I don't think is legal even for people who get put in like the next level of, of confinement. But uh, he, he's been kind of trying to... Uh, I don't know, coax Oliver into to telling the truth and, and giving up things he probably wouldn't normally give up. But in in my in my viewing, I felt it was really odd. I mean, they they probably couldn't, but I felt that I felt that they should have found a way to get Hugo Strange for this. And and this really, I I normally would never say this, but this really brings it to be the discount Batman show that it. it kind of gets the criticism for being and without having without having Hugo Strange who's who's plagued pretty much every DC villain at this point in in the comics it it's it's odd they wouldn't do it i know they're probably just trying not to confuse people especially since Hugo Strange was such a big part of Gotham for so long uh, the show Gotham but i really felt that it was very important to have someone like Hugo Strange take take part in this and and you don't have to work him up to be be a major villain or anything like that because he's not he wasn't always and and doesn't need to be a major villain right away but for the storyline they're telling in in prison right now with oliver it it would benefit them to have a character like that and i even tweeted this like i don't normally tweet at at actors or or shows and things like this and i'm like i think you guys dropped the ball here and and really should have gotten hugo strange because that that's someone that's someone that this this would work perfectly for because he's the one who tries to understand heroes and and why they're doing things and 
and stuff like that. So that that's my own only complaint with with Arrow's episode this week. Um, but in terms of ever expanding news of the crossover, uh, looks like Psycho Pirate has been cast. And while they already did the Crisis on Infinite Earths storyline, and I don't know why Elseworlds is being the the place where all the elements of the real Crisis storyline are unfolding, you know, with the monitor and things like this. Uh, the Psycho Pirate, if, if you don't know, is is one of the only people to remember the previous DC universes and in, in how they were supposed to be in pretty much every, every DC crossover event in the comics. They'll have to play this the right way. The Psycho Pirate is a villain that can kind of force you to feel only one emotion and take all the others away. And that's Probably, this explains actually that picture that came out of Black Suit Superman being like a villain type. So this might play into that. I'll be excited to see how they they work around this in in just three episodes since they're not using Legends of Tomorrow um, this year. In some crazy fucking news, uh, Disney Plus, which is now the name for Disney streaming service, which is set to launch next year, we are getting not one... But two Star Wars shows now, after The Mandalorian, now we're getting a Rogue One prequel show starring Diego Luna as Cassian Andor, uh, and it will follow him as a spy in the Rebel Alliance uh, leading up to the events of Rogue One. Uh, No word on if it's going to be more adult-oriented or things like that. Definitely can't be for kids, because uh, Cassian talks about doing things that uh, weren't necessarily clear-cut, cut-and-dry, and and some uh, back backdoor things for for the the uh, the rebellion as we saw in the opening of, of Rogue One also on top of that the Loki show is official and it will star Tom Hiddleston but that's all we know it's just gonna um, gonna star Tom Hiddleston as Loki no word yet on both shows if they're gonna be how long they're gonna be how many episodes things like this so um, going back a second though to the Rogue uh, the Cassian Andor show please for all that is mighty, uh, that's not how you say that, but please, if if, 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 if if there is something out there listening and, and answers prayers, please get Alan Tudyk back as, as K2SO, because K2SO was just, oh man, he was such a delight in Rogue One, and, and such a beautiful character, and, and just was a charm to be around, I'm sure, but please get Alan Tudyk back to play K2SO in the show, or at least explain how Cassian got K2SO, because that that would be an interesting story. Um, In terms of rumors, though, about this streaming service, um, looks like Disney's looking to start a show based around the Winter Soldier and the Falcon, like in a team-up buddy cop show with... And they're trying to get Anthony Mackie and Sebastian Stan back. Did I talk about this last week? I think I did. I I can't remember, but uh, remind me if I'm wrong. But that is happening. Disney Plus, look look for it later next year. Also, in terms of streaming, uh, Netflix is actually in talks, or, or has announced, actually, I should say. Uh, they're going to make... They announced five new anime shows, and one of them is actually going to be based on Pacific Rim, the awesome Kaiju Rock'em Sock'em Robots movie, which I really love, the Guillermo del Toro-led series. No word on if he's going to be involved at all as well as a anime based on Altered Carbon. Altered Carbon was an awesome sci-fi show they started. I, I've only seen a couple episodes. I really like it. Haven't had a chance to finish it yet, but 
Uh, they're working on season two of that show right now, and now they're going to get an anime based on the universe of Altered Carbon. But that's it for movies. Uh, excuse me, TVs. Let's, let's move on to movies here. Um, the PG-13 rated re-edited Deadpool that is uh, now coming out in December uh, will only run for about uh, 14 days. And it's going to be called Once Upon a Deadpool. So it will release December 25th. Uh, December 12th and leave theaters on Christmas Eve. Uh, as as you, most of you might know by now, it's been re-edited to have a PG-13 rating. Uh, Ryan Reynolds actually came in to do reshoots where uh, Fred Savage is playing his character from A Princess Bride. Um, you know, the, the little kid in the bed. But what's really nice, and, and it, it's going to be a little bit, bit of a retelling of Deadpool 2, um, but what's nice about this that uh, $1 of each ticket sold is actually going to go to the, the charity Fuck Cancer. So it is for a good cause. Definitely go see Deadpool 2 if you haven't already. If the language and the violence is what kept you out, I, maybe not the language because you're listening to this show, but if the over-the-top violence and blood and gore is what kept you from seeing it the first time, uh, this PG-13 version will be good to go see, and at least some of it is going to a good cause. So I, I really urge you to check that out, because I love Deadpool 2. And Fred Savage being read the story of Deadpool 2, 2 will be an awesome change. I know we reported a few weeks back about Kingsman 3 getting some new stars, but it turns out it's actually not going to be Kingsman 3, but actually a prequel to the original Kingsman movie. And that was confirmed... When uh, Taron Egerton uh, came out and said that he's not going to be in the movie, which kind of surprised a lot of people, and then it was clarified that this is actually not going to be uh, Kingsman 3, but actually a prequel taking place around 1918 when the uh, Kingsman uh, started. So I know that starts filming in the new year, and I, I really enjoyed the first two. They're hilarious. They they turn the, the whole British spy genre on its head. They They don't fall into regular tropes hell they they killed off uh most of the cast of the first movie in the first 10 minutes of the second one so they they do not like to uh stick to what's standard we got some awesome aquaman posters that were released that were very vibrant very colorful not what you'd expect for standard dc eu fair or worlds of dc whatever the fuck they're calling it nowadays but it was uh, and and we actually got to see a character that we haven't hadn't really seen before, and that's that's Willem Dafoe's uh, ne um, uh, Nudius Volko, which is like Aquaman's uh, right hand man, his 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 confidant in 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 Atlantis. But these posters showed off a lot of cool characters. Of course, Aquaman in his traditional comics accurate costume, the orange and green, uh, showed off Mira, Queen Queen Atlant Atlanta, played by Nicole Kidman. King Narius, played by Dolph Lundgren. Uh, King Orm, who is uh, uh, Aquaman's brother, half-brother, I should say. And Volko, of course, and an awesome shot of Black Manta. So, a couple weeks out from that movie, can't fucking wait for that. James Wan, I think, has, has got a real winner on his hands here. Um, in terms of uh, Universal's Illumination Entertainment, apparently the Super Mario Brothers is on the fast track, is at the top of the list, and they are shooting for a 2022 release. So we're still about four years out from the, that Super Mario movie actually coming out. It takes a long time to an animate those movies, surprisingly. And in some news that 
that I don't particularly like or don't understand why, but uh, speaking of Illumination Entertainment and Universal, the person uh, who founded Illumination was uh, brought on with, with, with Universal when they purchased DreamWorks to kind of lead like the co-animation um, studios together. And it looks like now they uh, he's, he's moving over to DreamWorks and they're looking to reboot the Shrek franchise. You heard that right, folks. Reboot the Shrek franchise. And it wouldn't be a full reboot because they want to keep Mike Myers uh, as Shrek, Antonio Banderas as Puss in Boots, and Eddie Murphy as Donkey. Mind you, no mention of Cameron Diaz as... as, um... Oh, God, what's her name? Fiona. Yeah. Why the fuck are they doing this? Come on. The original Shrek movie is amazing. Shrek 2, great. I understand that you really like Puss in Boots and the whole Shrek, the idea of Shrek. And I understand that was Shrek the 4th did not do very well. I, I understand these things. But why, God, why do we need to do like a soft reboot of Shrek? I, I don't I don't understand this. I, I mean, I'm, I'm a little happy because they want to make sure Mike Myers is involved as Shrek because honestly at this point, how can you like recast him? But damn, put this on the pile of why the fuck are they doing that? But speaking of Mike Myers, he said in an interview recently that he is currently writing Austin Powers 4, which yeah, baby, yeah. I'm very excited for. Love the Austin Powers movies. Love them. Love them to death. Um, got some news out of Disney for Avengers 4. Uh, the current runtime is around three hours. Uh, this is obviously, we're months away from this movie, so that could change. It could go up. It could go down. We don't really know. Chalk that up to not going to stay permanent. But uh, in terms of that, Disney is actually pushing Infinity War for now 11 Oscar categories on their For Your Consideration website, which kind of goes also with how they are pushing Black Panther right now for, um, they're pushing Black Panther for 16 categories, but Infinity War, obviously best special effects and all that, uh, but also best director for the Russo brothers. So don't know what's going on with that. And uh, in terms of Holy ridiculous rumor that I shouldn't even be bothering to give any kind of time to. It looks like that um, there was a rumor floating around that Matt Smith, who recently joined Star Wars Episode Nine, is going to uh, be playing a young Palpatine in the movie. Now, this is a ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous thing. Um, that is is just un- unreal. I mean, really. First off, we've only just added flashbacks to the whole Star Wars idea in, in Last Jedi. And Matt Smith, who's famous for playing the 12th Doctor, I think, um, after, before Capaldi, but after, uh, um, fuck, can't think of his name. But... He doesn't even look like like Ian McDiarmid. Like, even a young Ian McDiarmid he doesn't look like. But a young Palpatine? Come on, everyone hates the clone Palpatine saga from, from the old expanded universe. 
Why, why? Please don't do a flashback. Please don't do a clone of Palpatine. I, I just... And then there's this other ridiculous rumor flying around that they're trying to resurrect Padme and go to Vader's castle on Mustafar. I mean, is, is this really where you want to go, J.J.? People already gave you shit for just rehashing Episode Four: A New Hope. People are pissed at Ryan Johnson. Like, is this really the, the place you want to go, J.J.? I don't think so. I don't think that's where you're planning on going. I don't think that's where Colin Trevorrow was going either before he got canned. Just please don't have a young Palpatine. Please, please, God, do not do this. Let Matt Smith play some other amazing Imperial figure or or First Order figure or someone in the New Republic. That That's more better suited to what he can do. Please do not have him playing a young Palpatine. That would just That would just be a kick in the balls to a lot of Star Wars fans and to the whole story of Star Wars in general. I don't even know why I gave that that rumor the time of day. But that that's it for this week. Um not really a slow week, but not really a whole lot of stuff this week either. And uh one more kind of thing. Uh if if you're unaware, DC's Black Label, um which is kind of their edgy, more adult-oriented comics label. You know, they did Batman White Knight where uh Batman is the villain and the Joker is like the good guy where they had like a sex scene with the Joker and, and Harley Quinn. They had Batman Damned, where uh, we got to see Bruce Wayne's junk for the first time. But, uh, no, and, and, and some other stuff that, that's still yet to come out. But uh, they're announcing that they're expanding by adding at least 23 reprints, um, which includes All-Star Superman, Watchmen, which will be getting a new trade paperback and a new hardcover with a new cover design. Um, Kingdom Come, which I'm sure most people are familiar with, uh, with the art designed by Alex Ross. Um, I'm sure everyone's seen that picture of like the Justice League with like the older Superman with the black logo and the gray hair streaks. Um, All-Star Batman and Robin and all the Dark Knight books by Frank Miller. So Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Strikes Again, or not Dark Knight Rises, Dark Knight Returns, Dark Knight Strikes Again, and the Dark Knight The Master Race, which actually just finished recently. Uh, And even The Killing Joke. So that that's interesting. No word yet on if they're uh, going to find old art and uncensor things on top of that. But a uh, really cool thing for DC's Black Label, if you're interested in that and are a collector like me and like to own several copies of, of famous works. But that is it for Nick's Nerd News. And uh, it's another week, an episode in the books. As always, you can find me on Spotify, iTunes, and Google Play. I'm your host, Nick. You can follow me on Instagram at nix.nerd.news. You can follow me on Twitter at nixnerdnews. And uh, working on a website, so you guys will have a landing page for all things considered. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm going to start doing some more more written things. Not not just going to be um, vocal all the time. Going to be... Got a lot of, lot of things in the works, I'll say that. And, and hoping to get... Uh, more people on. Matt wants to be a regular guest. I know a lot of people liked listening and, and getting some other opinions on, on the show. So that's uh, it's going to start soon. And, you know, as always, hey, fuck the haters, right? Just don't, don't let them get you down. Do your own thing. You know, do what makes you happy. Live your own damn life. Because that's how I live mine and it's how I expect you to live yours. All right, friends? Well, I will catch you on the flip side. Have a good week.